Welcome to Baker Hill's podcast, Lending Made Easy, the show where we demystify the world of commercial lending and bring you up to speed on everything you need to know to make lending easy. I'm your host, Mitch, and I'm here to help you navigate the complex world of lending and finance. Whether you're a seasoned banking professional or new to the industry, this podcast will provide you with valuable insights and information that will help you succeed. So join us as we explore the exciting world of banking. Grab your coffee, close your spreadsheets, and let's dive into today's episode of Lending Made Easy. Well, welcome back to Baker Hills Podcast, Lending Made Easy. Today's episode is going to be an informative one as we dive into the waters of the significant financial regulation that's been making waves, the Dodd-Frank Act, Section 1071. For those who uh, may be living under a rock, the Dodd-Frank Act is a crucial piece of legislation that was just put into place after the financial crisis of 2008 uh, with the aim of enhancing the financial stability and, and consumer protection. So fast forward to today, uh, and the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau has finally released the final ruling on 1071 back in March. Uh, and created a lot of buzz. So you might be asking, how will the CFPB's final ruling impact the lending landscape? Um, so to help us navigate through this complex topic, we have a couple of special guests today, a true lending lighthouse, Mike Horrocks, and our compliance compass, Julia Bedell. So welcome uh, to the show, Mike and Julia. Hey, thanks, Mitch, for having us on the, the podcast today. And uh, love the, the uh, maritime references there. So let's uh, let's get into a safe harbor here, if we shall, right? With uh, Section 1071, absolutely. So actually, you know, one thing it's it's interesting. You did mention that this came out of the 2008 crisis. It is literally Section 1071, right, of the Dodd Frank bill that that went through. And I think it's really important to maybe move away from Section 1071. So you may hear me today refer to it as the small business lending rule, because that's really what it's all geared towards. Right. And, and as we describe, you know, again, for those people that have been under a rock, as you mentioned, right, the 1071 or the small business lending rule was really designed initially to help make sure that banks and credit unions are lending to markets that, frankly, have been underserved in in the community, Uh, making sure that when it comes to women and minority-owned businesses, that we are truly making sure that we're giving fair opportunity for those small businesses and for them to uh, get the funding that they need and, and be able to be successful, right, and be on the same playing field that other businesses have. So, that's that's really what the the beginning of it came from, right? And and so I see that as a, a great opportunity for banks and credit unions. Now it's going to come at a price, right? There is additional monitoring and things that, that come from that, uh, but that's how I view it at that ten thousand foot level. I don't know, Julia, what are you what are you seeing? Because you're on the road with a lot of clients. What's the the general take for the market uh, around ten seventy one there? Um, I agree with you, Mike. It's been discussed for a long time. We've all been kind of waiting for this ruling to come down. And I think for the financial institutions, their concern over any new regulations always is going to be how they're going to implement it, making sure that they are from a regulatory doing the things that they need to do. And um, if they have any you know, special circumstances in their institution, how they're going to handle that. So I think that's always the concern of the financial institutions when a new regulation comes down. 
I would absolutely agree with you. I mean, here at Baker Hill, one of the things we wanted to make sure from a product perspective, and since I, you know, uh, my my responsibility is over the product, we wanted to make sure that we have a clear interpretation of it. And so you know, we've had focus groups over the past couple of months, over a dozen institutions have been represented in those focus groups. And it's really interesting to see how I would say different, but at the same time, they're they're congealing around key points of the regulation. But that's the fun point about any reg, right? Is it comes up to interpretation and how you want to use it. So it'll be it'll be fun to see how the landscape adapts to this. And I say that with a little bit of an asterisk because of the Texas courts and what they did here just recently with the injunction, right, for the Texas Banker Association and the ABA banks. So, you know, that's all kind of waiting on the the larger case, right, around the constitutionality of the CFPB. Um, I'm kind of leaning toward the fact that the it's going to continue to get its funding, the, the CFPB will. And so these rules will continue in place. But that's kind of where I think it's, you know, Back to, you know, the, the key point, the regulation and the interpretation of it is really going to be interesting to see what happens in the industry. Yeah, and that's been interesting to watch listening to all of our clients and the different aspects and interpretations or different parts of it that are slightly different from one institution to another, which I think is one of the key things that institutions look at is the interpretation of it and how they're implementing it. But it's been great to have a collective thought of different different folks that we've talked to and what their interpretation is and how 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 this should be implemented um, to keep everybody within regulation. You know, back in the spring when Baker Hill had our Prosper event, we were fortunate enough to have uh, two individuals from the CFPB. We had Alan and, and, and Nate that both address Alan from the policy side and Nate from the technology and the uh, procedural side. You know, well, we, we had them there. I hosted one session and Julia, you hosted another session with them. What was the big takeaway that you recall for those that are listening uh, that came out of the session that you hosted, Julia? I think the the biggest uh, question um, that seemed to be fairly consistent was for the banks, how they were going to handle the information that they needed to collect by not having credit and in people inside the institution, seeing that people who are making the decision on the loan, seeing access to that information. That seemed to be something that was a big discussion, talking point um, in our session. Yeah. And I would say in mine, it was really interesting. I've always kind of looked at the this reg and the CFPB as, you know, this is one of those thou shalt do it just because, right? Kind of you're, you're checking the box, you're following the rule. I would say the big takeaway that I got from this is I really started to appreciate a little bit more, I think, what the CFPB is trying to do. And that is have an understanding of what's happening in the small business arena, right? Um, there was a lot of studies that led up to this rule. And, and at the end of the day, I think that's what the CFPB is wanting to do with all this data as well, is continue to go ahead and see, you know, what's happening for small businesses. Are they getting the funding that they need? Are they, you know, are they getting access to the capital and, and the the growth that they need for their small businesses? I, I agree with you, Mike. And then when you circle back to what you said earlier, and that is, you know, our, it's really about going back to the small business owners and making sure that 
are the the minority groups and the women and all, are they getting access to the funds that we need? We know that they're growing. And so I think that is a very key point to this and, and, and what they're trying to do. Yeah. Hey, Julie, I got a question for you because we did something at Zions Bank when I was a banker there where we actually had dedicated resources for women and minority business owners, right? Um, we had, uh, obviously, they could go to any branch, but we had a couple branches that were in areas like in downtown Salt Lake and others that were uniquely de- identified with that. And folks with either different language skills and things like that would be assigned there. Are you seeing that more predominantly in institutions or, or what ways are you seeing beyond collecting the data that banks are helping with this kind of outreach? And I have, and I have seen that um, even in my past life in banking, I, I, we had seen that in the institution I worked in. They actually end up trying to partner up with specific um, organizations inside their, you know, depending on their community. I also think the communities that have a lot of diversity, you know, you guys know I came from South Florida. So therefore, it was something that we were very aware of just due to the diversity of what we had going on down there in business. But I do think that financial institutions do look for organizations to try to tap into getting more of those folks that they want, you know, in minorities and things like that, because sometimes these folks just don't walk right into the banks. The banks kind of have to go out and do some things to find those type of minority owners or or owners that are in specific groups that maybe they haven't accessed before. Yeah, no. So I think it's beyond, like say, it's beyond just collecting the data, right? It's also, you know, what kind of processes can I put into my organization to support that and help that? So- what do you see as the biggest challenge for an institution when it comes to the small business lending rule? I think really um, because right now that small business rule is based off, you know, volume and there's different types of volumes for different right. institutions and different time frames, right? I think sometimes that can be a little confusing or or makes makes some folks anxious, right? Because they want to make sure what group are they really following and and do they know, right? Especially when you have um, some of the institutions that have smaller, maybe smaller amounts of credits that they do every year. So I think that might be one of the things for the folks that aren't doing a lot, you know, what is it that they need to do? And then as they hit those different marks of certain amounts of loans, what, what, what will they have to do to grow that business? So I think those are some things that they'll think about. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with you. I think Unfortunately, I do think the rule has a little bit of a benefit more for what I'd call like um, a regional bank or a larger even community bank. Right. But I think it's also fortunate. Right. That because they did put those tiers. Right. They have the tier one through three. And, you know, those tier three, those smaller institutions, I think it's January 1, 2026 is the day they have to start looking at. It. So I think a lot of kinks will be worked out of the system and, you know, there'll be a lot of good best practices that will be in great articles like in American Banker and, you know, trade shows, et cetera. And, and from here at Baker Hill too, right? We're going to be sharing our findings um, out there as well. That's cool. And just kind of maybe wrap things up a little bit. Like what would you say are some of the underlying opportunities that a bank will have from this? Because again, I think a lot of banks are just looking at it as, oh, I got to, you know, collect more data, right? I got one more reg I got to do. I got... What's the the silver lining to this regulation? Well, small business is always a fun. Oh, I've always enjoyed 
on the whole small business lending. And I think the opportunity is, is for the financial institutions to have, you know, have some diversity in their portfolio and really engage with some incredible businesses, right? Because there's so many different businesses and ideas that folks have, and some of them can just really be and watch those businesses grow. I mean, to be a banker and see a a company that's only been around for a few years and watch them grow and also have access to diversity in in different companies, that was always really fun. So I think there is an opportunity if the bank, that, that the financial institutions would look at that opportunity of the new type of clients that they could obtain and grow, and not only just their loans, but deposits in the whole entire banking relationship. Yeah, no, that's exactly where I was going. And, you know, I was even thinking at it from a just even a risk perspective, right? It's I'm now introducing a different entire, well, not introducing, but I'm, I'm ensuring that I'm getting to markets that maybe were underserved, right? And now I can get access to that and and diversify it from a credit perspective as well, right? Because you don't know the different impacts of different communities and, you know, how the economy will respond to that, right? Because I guess, you know, again, with the economy, everyone's like, okay, what's around the corner, right? Because everyone keeps thinking that recession is going to be here sometime soon. But we've been saying soon, you know, for the what past couple of years. I think it's great that, you know, it's happening. Again, you know, it's a it's a really, you know, there, there's definitely back to Mitch's maritime references, right? It's going to have some choppy waters that as we go through that, uh, you know, we're going to take on a little water here and there as we collect this data. And, and I think for some of the institutions, they're going to, you know, be looking for that kind of guidance in the direction. And I think that's the the one, I guess, other key thing I would say for a lot of folks that are maybe listening to this is be aware of where you're getting your data on 1071. There's a lot of people that are, are you know, out there trying to just make a dollar or so on this, right? There's a lot of different webcasts that are out there. There's a lot of different so-called thought leaders, but I'd say, you know, make sure that you're actually working with folks that are working directly with the CFPB and are, are, you know, following the reg, right? And and also that are working with other institutions because that kind of group think from like-minded institutions, I think is really important, especially as we're, we're all coming into this together, right? And I would also say, go to the CFPB. I, I'm so impressed with what they have in terms of resources. There's a lot of great resources just out there on their own. They're really wanting to help institutions make the most of this because, Again, my big takeaway from the session I had, I think they're really doing this not to penalize banks, but their their underlying key driver here is what can we do to help promote small business? Because it's just small business is just so important in the local economies, right? And so yeah, that's kind of where I'm looking at it. Yeah, me say that a lot, right? You know, small businesses are important and and community banks and and credit unions are are critical in getting them the resources that they need as well. Um, so Mike, Julia, thank you both for giving us a, a good 10,000 foot view, maybe even coming down a little bit further to a 1,071 foot view, if you will, of uh, the CFPB's new regulation and giving us 
maybe a new perspective on the the final ruling as well. I, I like that it is a new regulation that could be a little bit difficult, but there are some benefits on the back end of it as well. So appreciate both of your insights there. Uh, anyone out there that's listening, if you have questions, just know that we are here to help. We have resources available for you. Visit our website, visit the CFPB's website and reach out if you do have questions around the small business lending rule. And thanks everybody out there for listening to today's episode of Lending Made Easy. 